Day buffet. Sorry to keep you waiting. Your table is ready for how you can eat. A weekly comeback of K-pop music commentary. My name is Chuck Jose, and each week we take a brand new release and we let you know exactly what we think about it. But before we get to that, I of course have to quickly introduce you to the other co-leaders of the group. He is um, doing his best impression this week of the masked singer because we can't see his face uh, but we can definitely hear his voice so if you can tell who's behind this beautiful singing voice um you win this season of mass singer um but i'll spoil it actually it's alan mark he is the one behind the i'm gonna go with a hippo costume oh interesting uh <laughs> what i have chosen hippo probably not but um uh yes i am here <laughs> <laughs> What would you have chosen? Or what would you choose for your mass singer? Like if you could just like that, a random oh, character. That's such a that's such a, a loaded question, such short notice. Um probably that's an true. Okapi. I'm <laughs> Okapi is the first animal that's coming to mind in generally for me recently, so yeah, that. <laughs> Sorry. I am I'm laughing because I saw Steven take a drink out of his mug and he has the best uh, design as a mug, but we'll we'll get to that oh, um, on his part. But uh, he'll 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 drink again. He's gonna his voice is gonna be parched. But um, <laughs> but not we're not talking about Steve. We're talking about you. Yes. Um, how are you doing, nonetheless? Um, in spite of my camera issues, dude, I feel great. I had a great day today. It was wonderful. Maybe wow. it was just the energy of knowing we're talking about this album today that mm-hmm. just That's surged fair. through me. And today was absolutely wonderful. Oh, I'm my, so happy to hear that. One of my coworkers had the brilliant idea of we should get in and out for lunch today. So <laughs> a couple of them drove over to in and out and got like a whole bunch of us in and out. And it was delightful. And then we just spent the next hour talking about food. It was the best. <laughs> wow. Okay. I haven't. Well, I, I've been working from home for a really long time and I, I rarely get the chance to have lunch. Um, Cause I would go to lunch in like the South Bay area. And so it'd be like full of, um, all these, all, all, all this Asian cuisine. And I just miss it because, but in and out is even better. I feel like it, mm. Ev- mm-hmm. everyone, I, I don't, I don't know anybody who wouldn't eat a cheeseburger unless you're like a vegetarian or something. I mean, like yeah. If you yeah. don't eat meat, that's probably the biggest one yeah. part of that. I, I, I've never dairy. heard, yeah, I've never heard or met anybody who's like, ew, cheeseburgers, you know, like, like, I, for, I, for, like, I feel like taste, I, I might know for, like, people. taste reasons. Okay, that, that's fair. I just, it's so good. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's incredible. I, I remember doing that one time with my old job. We, okay, truth, truth be told, we did it because we were really into food challenges, and, I think there were like six or seven of, I wasn't included, six or seven of us who were going to try to eat 
as many cheeseburgers as they could like uh single singles um so cheeseburgers so like, yeah cheeseburgers so like we're, we're looking at like people eating five cheese cheeseburgers for lunch or something like that um anyway i just got a, my animal style double double usual so um i just ate gleefully while watching them painfully eat theirs anyway I, i'm sure you guys just enjoyed it oh um, it, yeah it everyone immediately everyone got into a good mood that day <laughs> <laughs> like when I met up with everyone in the cafe that morning when they got coffee, everyone was just like dreading the day. Yeah. But then when we all got in and out in our systems, it was just everyone was just feeling great. So, you know, food heals all, and you know, in <laughs> in and out milk. Sh- oh, didn't the Red Velvet song in and out has mentioned like milkshakes and other foods? Anyway, this is how you can eat. <laughs> We we I mean we we have to talk about food on how you can eat so I don't think this is a waste of time no whatsoever but, no I mean we don't have our bites aren't as quick anymore but <laughs> you know that we will definitely enjoy ourselves yes exactly and of course rounding out the big three is the one that hails from NYC do you remember what In and Out tastes like Stephen or have you just been like a Shake Shack stan or are you even a fan of any of those two? Are you like a Hardee's fan now or something? <laughs> uh no, I, I I don't eat a lot of burgers I guess in general, but I I I do like I I don't like uh Shake Shack right now for their uh <laughs> political contributions oh, especially in Pennsylvania. Oh, yes. Mm, uh, yes. but I think I said before that i think the burger is better but it is a lot more expensive so yeah yeah it's not a better restaurant (laughs) in and out (laughs) is for sure best bang for your buck for sure i just can't believe how cheap it still is like comparatively um but yeah are you do you like that uh shack stack or whatever are you do you like that mushroom cheese yeah i do uh but I haven't had it in a long time. Yeah, but. I just feel like every time I try to eat it, like it, it's not the experience I want. Like the portobello mushroom is just way too rubbery, and then that cheese, while delicious, just oozes out too quickly. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm just I have like an oily mess on my lips and everything like that. So, um, but I'll take like what whatever they're like double bacon. Uh, yeah. Any anything not tr- the shroom burger. So. They do anyway. more of like a, a smash style, yeah. I think, of the patty, mm-hmm. and it's pretty. I like when they get it yeah. nice and charred. So yeah. it's it's a good burger. It's just pretty yeah, yeah. pricey. Yeah, it's true. Um, anyway, um, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Also, uh, I I did go to the office today, and on Thursdays, Whoa. Uh, it's uh, bagel Thursdays. So they bring in Whoa. bagels for everyone, oh, <laughs> which is pretty nice. A, that is such a yeah. odd day to have bagels. I, I think it's just been part of the company for a long time and they've carried okay. it over and to also entice people to yeah. return to the office. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I'm used to like bagel Wednesdays and maybe bagel Fridays as like a treat for the end. But it just seems, I mean, if you if you have bagels on Thursday, what donuts on Wednesday or something like that? I feel like you just got to keep going. Our, yeah. our happy hours are on Wednesday, so maybe, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I I love it. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's good to hear. Um, did you have aside from the bagel? Did you also have a good lunch at work today? Uh, I usually go to our like cafeteria in uh in like the building that's just for our company, and it's yeah. I it's pretty. It's fine. It's just pretty. It, unlike Shake Shack, it's uh pretty affordable. So <laughs> I can and it's like by weight, so I can get a pretty Ooh, cheap okay. lunch. Okay, that's good. Because uh, yeah. I'm never good at preparing like food the day before to bring to yeah i don't know yeah and it just it just seems like such a hassle too because i see all these people who are like really good and prepare their own food but then they have like four tupperwares where they have to like unload they have to like prepare their own meal um i don't know it just makes me not want to prep my own meals but you should it's it's far cheaper that's oh yeah for sure yeah (laughs) yeah um okay well enough of that food talk guys this isn't a food podcast we don't eat uh edible things here we eat musical notes um and so let's nope that's nope um i thought that pun would work or that little joke but it did not land so i mean if we were visiting cafe legato then we (laughs) yeah oh yeah r.i.p shout out shout out to um disbanded disbanded coffee shops (laughs) disbanded (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did not re-sign on the contract um okay um we have an exciting release to talk about i think a lot of us in this uh group um couldn't wait to talk about but specifically one person but um before we get to that uh we got to share some love for the other releases that came out this week and we do that in a segment that we like to call steven specials of the week so steven please take it away and um tell the listeners what else they can eat this week all right thank you um yeah so some more great releases in this very very packed month of october um maybe you might think that these artists uh, eat cds uh as they like to say but uh yeah we'll start on <laughs> um tuesday with a release from the group treasure <laughs> it's a mini album called the second step Chapter 2, the title track, Hello. This is their second mini-album, um, and it does follow the Chapter 1. Uh, there are five tracks on it. Um, or if you get the CD uh, physical versions, of which you can choose 13 different ones, uh, there is a rock remix of their song, Darari, which was on their first mini-album. Uh, for this release, the members... Mashiho and Yedam did not participate as they've both been on hiatus uh, for help and also for Yedam to concentrate on uh, their music studies. So I think he is learning more about uh, producing music, which is pretty cool. Um, But looking at the credits, we see other members, uh, Hyunseok, Yoshi, Asahi, and Haruto have credits spread out on all five songs. Uh, and we almost uh, were going to talk about that. <laughs> um, and it, maybe it would have been a very contentious episode. Uh, but moving on from that, we have two releases on Wednesday. First up is Jamie with her first mini album called One Bad Night with the title track 3D Woman. There are five tracks on this and one of them features the singer Gemini. Uh, Jamie has credits on three of the five songs. And others include Jake Davis, Taylor Wilsbach, Sophia Brennan, 
Myla Jones, two songs with Nathan, and a certain uh, Dwayne Abernathy Jr. Yay, them joints. Um, she was actually, or Jamie was set to go on tour this month, but it was announced on Tuesday that it would be postponed to a later date. So watch out for those new dates, but it was going to happen pretty soon. So I, I'm sure fans are disappointed, but uh, yeah, look, look out for her tour. Um, also on that day, um, a release from a group, I think I've mentioned maybe once or twice, but it's the group Kingdom uh, continuing with their uh, series of mini albums. It's called History of Kingdom, now on part five uh louis and they're all all these mini albums are named for a member um and this one's for the member louis who is like represents the kingdom of beauty and all of the members have a kingdom um the title track is long live the king um this is so yeah this is their fifth mini album uh their six tracks plus the uh instrumental for long live the king um but some news about Kingdom, since their previous EP in March, one member, um, Chiwu, for whom the second mini-album was named, uh, departed, and a new member joined in the end, at the end of August. Uh, his name is Huan, and he has the Kingdom of Storm. Um, yeah, a few members wrote on the album, Mujin and Dan, and the others include the All About and Papermaker groups among uh, other songwriters uh next up on friday uh we have a full-length album from the group or the band the rose called heal with the title track sour this is their first full-length album it has 10 songs including the pre-released song childhood uh all four members have now completed their military service uh this year they also formed their own company called, called windfall and they also signed with Transparent Arts, which is a company founded by uh, Far East Movement, and that's who's distributing this album. Shout um, out. Yeah. And in fact, one song on the album features fellow Transparent Arts artist James Reed from the Philippines. Shout uh, out. Yeah. So The Rose will be going on tour, uh, which starting, I think, this upcoming Tuesday in Chicago, and then we'll be heading off to cities across North and South America and Europe, ending the tour in February in Barcelona. So they've got like a real wow. tour ahead of them like for a few months, which World, is pretty cool. Worldwide, yeah. yeah. Um, and lastly, we have a debut. It's on Saturday uh, when it's being released from a group called Peach Ah, and it's called Rebreath. That's uh, just a single. Um, so they're a four-member girl group under Better Company and KNJ Music. They were originally scheduled to debut last year as a five-member group called Peach Day, but I, I, I read something happened with like distribution or something mentioned some I don't know. It caused them to postpone their debut, but in that time, uh, one of the members left, um, so they changed their name and uh, now they're Peach Ah. Um, but I did read that, uh, one of the members, Yoon Sol, who is a 91 liner, just got married on October 1st 
a week before their debut. So congratulations to Yoon So and uh, good luck to Peach Ah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I've heard like about a member getting married before their debut. Um, so that's cool, and I might just have to stand a group pre-debut for the first time. So yeah, good luck to them again. Uh, and those are my specials of the week. Awesome, thanks, Steven. All right, so um, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking this rundown is going to be quite short because um, the the leader of the rundowns would rather talk about the album and everything it has or everything it has to like present to you. So um, I'm curious to know the length, but um, of, of course we need to prime you for our discussion. We need to let you know who we're talking about, why we're talking about them, and uh, why Alamark may or may not love who we're talking about. So Alamark, without any bias, give us the rundown of the week. Uh, Just kidding. That's impossible. Yeah, that is impossible. You can be as biased as possible. Uh, Yeah, so I've been busy. So I actually did. This is the first time I haven't actually written anything down for the rundown. So I'm just going to try my best running off the Wikipedia page um, and paraphrasing stuff. But we are discussing the latest release from, well, I guess first ever debut. It's a solo debut release from the one and only Kang Solgi, uh, main dancer, lead vocalist of Red Velvet. Uh, She started off as a trainee in SM Entertainment back in 2007. Uh, publicly announced as one of SM Entertainment's pre-debut uh, project. SM Rookie members alongside with NCT, uh, future NCT members. Uh, she would you know, release pre-debut uh, stuff like a dance performance of Be Natural uh, by SES along with other future Red Velvet member Irene, uh, as well as being featured on uh, the song Butterfly by Henry Lau on his second EP. Uh, yeah, but then she would make her official debut with Red Velvet on August 1st, 2014. Uh, oh, I didn't know about this part, actually. So in 2015, uh, she starred in the musical School Oz, playing the re- lead role of Dorothy. Uh, and yeah, she also, you know, kept doing stuff with Red Velvet. Just going through this Wikipedia page a little bit more. Uh trying to see uh there's you know doing a lot of stuff uh she was featured on the song heart stop uh by Taemin on his second studio album move that's cool in september of 2018 uh as part of sm station she released a digital single along with idol soyeon g friends shinbi and at the time soloist chungha as well with the song Wow Thing. And wow, that was a thing that was incredible. Uh, they just, uh, what, celebrated its three year? No, four, six year. Six year, sorry. Nope, four year, four years at math. <laughs> uh, as you know from last week, I am not good at math. And uh, also later on, uh, on October 15th of 2018 as well, she was featured on the song Hello Tutorial by Zion T. Uh, which is great. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see what else is there. Uh, in 2020, uh, 
she would uh, debut in Red Velvet's first ever subunit, Irene and Solgi, uh, with the EP Monster, April 20th, 2020. Uh, we touched upon that, I think, in our end of year uh, podcast there in 2020. Uh, great times. Oh, my God. Uh, just Okay, so good. Uh, other stuff, other songs she's featured on. Oh, there's one uh, that I did mention that I also really like. In 2018... Uh, she was also featured on Moonbeal's song Selfish. Just wanted to give a shout out for, for that. Uh, and yeah, so in 2022, SM finally announced that they would be uh, giving Sulgi her solo debut. And that solo debut, 28 Reasons, was released on October 4th uh, with the lead single of the same name. And uh, other than that, uh, Solgi, she was born on February 10th, 1994. She's an Aquarius. She's uh, approximately 5'5", five five, uh, blood type A. She, uh, her Instagram is hi underscore Solgi <laughs> with two S's. Uh, her designated color in red velvet is yellow, tangerine. Uh, representative animal is uh, bear uh, because she's a bear. Uh, what else is there? Pi- uh, no, what was it? Uh, it was yellow. I think pineapple was her fruit. She, she had a knife and uh, peekaboo. Uh, and uh, she is my old bias out of everything and anything in K-pop. So uh, that, I think, adds on to a lot of my excitement about this. So uh, that's why I'm rambling and I did not prepare a lot. And Steven just pulled out uh, a card. Oh, is that from is that from it's the monster, from monster album? Yeah, this is the uh, only thing I got, but it's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would show you my phone. I have a sulky photo card on the back of my and my phone uh, case from her uh, her past birthday this February. She released oh. like an oh, art yeah. poster book, That's and right. it came with two uh, photo cards. And I put one of the photo cards on my phone. I am waiting for my uh, pre order of Twenty Eight Reasons to arrive to get finally more. Sulgi photo cards because every Red Velvet album I've gotten, I've only gotten Yeri and Joy, <laughs> which is not not bad. I love them. It's just I have a bad, uh, a really bad run of not getting my biases in albums. Are you hoping to get uh, Sulgi in? Are, are you hoping to pull Sulgi? I swear Sulgi's? to God, if I get if I get Lee Suman, I will be oh, so man. mad. <laughs> Just the same outfits. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Ooh. I, I mean, I'd I'd pay for that. Truthfully. You would? <laughs> I would. would. It would be one of one limited edition. All right. Well, suffice it to say. Alamark is going to be extremely biased with this um, episode, so take everything he says as fact. A- anything he says is is true. It's not um, it's not influenced by anything. It's just he's just speaking exactly what needs to be spoken. So um, I'm excited to hear um, hear any critical notes from you Alamark I'd be I'm curious um so uh because Solgi is Alamark's bias we're gonna have him go last with the first song so starting with track number one 28 reasons I'm starting first then Steven then maybe Alamark we'll see we'll see 
We'll see if we get if just, we have time to get just to skip you me and give me the last hour of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Okay, let's start off with the uh, title track, Twenty Eight Reasons." Um, whoa, whoa, guys. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm sure, like Alan, Mark, Stephen, you caught the uh, teasers for this this album, this song, and from the get go, the tease was this sort of. Um, darker concept i mean wh- i i don't know where the gut the hunting gun comes into play but at least the visuals that they teased for the music video on this this release and the song makes sense with what the song ultimately ended up becoming it's like this it's this dark and sad tone i i hate to always type you know like pigeonhole this one artist and always go to them but i I can't help but just think of Billie Eilish the whole time, like this very, like almost emotional, but um, weird and like just a slightly sinister sound. Um, that's what the song is. And it is great in that sense. Cause it, it is just, I, it's, I love, cause, okay. So we, we did, um, who did we have? We had Wendy's. Uh, did we cover Joy? We didn't cover Joy's. Uh, no. But even then, they, all, it, to to some extent, stayed in like their wheelhouse of like their abilities and everything. This is like nothing I'm used to with Solgi. Nothing I'm used to with Red Velvet, and it's awesome. Like, it's not even like a Velvet side. It's like I don't even know what side this is. It's like if you take the Velvet and then you like burn it with fire oh, of course with fire you just char it and then that's that's the leftovers like that's what this it's just so um i i kept doing like dual comparisons i said intense but playful eerie but whimsical like that's what this song I, it's it's hard for me to just convey it with words you really have to hear it it is just it's just it ha- it makes it's it reaches you deep inside somehow it's so it's so um but yeah the the thing though is i think i really enjoy the chorus the most about this song partially because that's what it was teased with um but yeah i i don't know i i wasn't if if i'm honest with you guys i think this might be the weakest song in the album for me um i'm so sorry wow. Mark. I, I know i know i'm so sorry um and it's because i'm tuning everything out from now it's uh, yeah. <laughs> good good yeah you just just this just have your own podcast episode about this this uh release um and and the reason why i say that is because i just feel like i would have loved the chorus like the, the the mood of the chorus to kind of live more so throughout the song because it kind of um I don't know. I feel like it's trying to pull me into two different directions. Maybe that's the point. Maybe it's good versus evil. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. It's just I, I wasn't looking forward to the whole... I mean, I, I love the whisper, sensual whisperness that Solgi was singing with the verses. But I, I wasn't as excited about that part, even in like a sensual way. like Or, you know, um, it just kind of... Um, I... I, I paid less attention to her voice and more to the that bass 
that more dirty bass that was like firing off uh, for the beat and everything. Uh, but then when that chorus came, I was like, oh, this is the be- I love this part of the song. This is I love that build up. It's so great. Um, and then how it just comes just silence at the end. Um, OK, that's a lot of me talking about this song. Uh, Steven, uh, please tell me you have much better words to give for Alan Mark. Oh, I, I don't know if they're much better, but also don't I, worry about me. Yeah, dude. just just <laughs> talk. I, no, no, I I'm going to because I care about you. Yeah, you're I, my friend, and I don't want to hurt you. It's okay. I care about Sulky, and as long as she gets the attention that she deserves, then <laughs> it's all good with me. Good <laughs> or bad. I do really wish I could see you for this though. <laughs> this, I, yeah, um, <laughs> but I I think this song is it's a spectacular single um i i i just feel like it's an attack right out of the gate and it just begins an experience for the the rest of the album i mean that first line i kissed your brother i mean i i felt that and i was i was already angry at her (laughs) like i i feel like that was part of just the atmosphere the song created and it then it didn't let up like I, I took that, the whistle that you were mentioning, Chuck, and I, I just ha- thought it was a lot more mysterious. And mm-hmm. I was thinking more of like some, like a, a mythical figure or something from like urban legend, just this, this thing we hear and then you have to do something or run away. Yeah. Um, so I, I really like this dark tone, uh, from the song. Um, parts of it did remind me of, uh, of Irene and Solgi's monster, um, yep. they do share Yu Youngjin as one of the songwriters on it. So maybe there, I don't know. There's some kind of connection there. But um, yeah, I, I think yeah, it's such a like. I you mentioned it was a little like sinister. I think it was. I think that was just almost what they were going for. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. Like. Sulgi, the song, it feels like she's really speaking at you directly, just taunting you the whole time. And Mm. um, it was, it really like stirred my imagination of like, just like picturing things even before seeing uh, the video for it. Um, But yeah, I I think I, I, for a lot of this album, I wasn't even pinpointing on certain parts of the song, just how they all made me feel and like how they all work together. So I think it's a fantastic start. Um, yeah. Okay. Alamark, you get don't, all the time in the don't world. Don't hype it up want. too much. It, 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 it don't hype it. don't hype up my thoughts too much. I don't, it might okay, not okay. even be, I don't have anything written down. It's literally going to be from the dome. Okay. Alamark, how did this song make you feel? I don't know if it made me feel everything or nothing or all in between. It's I don't know how to quantify how it makes me feel, but I could I guess I get really excited thinking about it, and I think that's honestly a success when it comes to you know K-pop singles and songs. So, like I guess conceptually, uh, I guess when it was first announced that Sulgi was having a solo debut. I ultimately like put no expectations on what kind of sound it was going to be because 
I think out of anyone, particularly in uh, Red Velvet, but most like groups, she has the a versatility that like it could be anything, and I know it fit, it would suit her really well. Uh, so when I saw it, they were going with this like really dark uh, sort of villainous uh, sound and arc. Uh, then it sort of realized that it started everything started making sense because if you look think back to Feel My Rhythm, like she was the villain of the music video and stuff like that. Like she wore the the black dress and crown and they had the sword, and it seems like she was the antagonist of that storyline. And then I think now it kind of got me thinking like. If they're following that up yeah. with her, uh, with her solo release, and then thinking, oh, Wendy's her in the music video, she was floating as if she was swimming in water, and then Joy oh, with Hello, which is bright and happy. I'm like, are they, uh, were they teasing about what they were planning on doing with Sulgi all the way back then? Maybe, but then now I'm spiraling with my brain and getting really excited again. So going back to the song, uh, I just say I like I just love it. I adore it. It is the level of uh, I guess performance that you sort of expect all around, and I think they're. It seems like they're doing a really smart thing also with uh, the concept, sound, everything. It to me the first. Uh, I guess impression that I got was that it felt like the right mix of Taemin solo stuff and Taeyeon solo stuff. And I think uh, with Sulgi's versatility, that was almost like a really perfect choice because those are the two SM soloists that I think have really established themselves as soloists, like more than outside of their uh, individual groups as well. Um, and I think they're sort of putting their eggs in their basket with Sulgi too. Uh, so that's actually make, makes me really excited because uh, like with the sound, the darkness of it, as well as with the choreography, you could see there's like where it feels more tame in. But then with the vocals and the different timbres that she uses, that feels like where there's some Taeyeon sort of uh, influence there with the songwriting, especially in that bridge portion when she just goes the the yes at the end that just descend like and it does it feels like it doesn't stop. I wasn't expecting that level of I guess vocal performance, even though like it's clear she's a second best vocalist in Red Velvet, but uh I guess I wasn't expecting so many uh so many more like beltier things from her. So uh yeah I think just the, how they piece it together it feels like i think though i really do love this song i think it f succeeds the most as like a full story than it, it does as the yeah. song itself though i do really enjoy a lot of how this song is built itself it's it's interesting to me because it just kind of has one part and then the next the chorus part but i it's weird it was weird for me to hear it because i didn't know if i was in the chorus or the pre-chorus because it does the dun 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 like the little creepy like um like step step kind of um verse and then it just hits you it like that's the chorus right like the um the 28 reasons it, portion yeah, just the, the uh, reasons, uh, right, right, that part. That that's just the chorus, right? And then it has a little post-chorus thing at the very end. I guess so. I, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's just so that I I mean it's 
when you're talking about the form parts of the song or the format of the song, but the, I really enjoyed that how it just went right into it, like no 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 fluff needed. It was just like cool verse, an even better chorus. Um, yeah, this song feels really seamless throughout. Yeah, which I think it's just it's I mean it's just a very straightforward song. Um, yeah, in a really good way because uh, I think touching upon the story part that's it helps make the story succeed of uh the concept as a whole i love i loved how in the second verse like you could tell that she carried the energy from that chorus into the kind of singing of the second verse especially i don't remember the line but she she has that one like raspy vocal fry like rock sound that comes out and I, I was like, ooh. Oh, the the growl? That, yeah. yeah. The growl, the, I think yeah. The, there's something about dreams come true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She growls there. That also was another, like, unexpected part of the yeah. vocally for me, mm-hmm. which I was like, yeah. oh, like, she ex- she uh, uses so many different, like, vocal textures and timbres yep. and, pow- like, dynamics as well. Uh, so I think they really wanted to highlight a lot of her talent there. Um. I have a question for you, Alan Mark, and I have a question for you, Stephen. I'll go with my question for you, Stephen. Um, uh, do you think, like, um, wait, did I have a question for you, Stephen? I don't know if I did anymore. <laughs> you started oh, no. one. I know. I, I thought I did. Oh, my God. Well, let me go with the Alan Mark question because that, that's what's in my mind do, right now. I do think that uh, Manchester City will win <laughs> the league. Yeah. Ooh, shout out to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was there. That's right. I love it. Um, Almark, do you think... Wait, who is the best singer in Red Velvet? Oh. Wendy. Wendy? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Was that... Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, no. That, that, was, that, was, my, that was my first question. Uh, not, not my question, but something I was curious. Okay. Um, so, biases aside, um, I, I'll just ask this question for the both of you. If if you had a breakout star from Red Velvet to kind of just launch her solo career and just be a soloist, who would you think that would be? Oh, uh, it's tough because ap- there's, appeal is different for each person. I mean, I do think Sulgi would be the most successful because she's the most versatile out of everyone. That so I yeah, that, think so. That's kind of yeah. That's where I was trying to yeah. get at because. I think this song alone is a good indicator of like, yeah. like her, the the ability to just do anything, like you were saying, the versatility. It's just um, uh, whether or not I think this song is incredible. I, I, I like. I I I, I forgot. I like. I kind of started getting a peek into what Solgi, the solo artist, would sound like because. Um, I don't know. Like, has she released any solo songs in the past, or has it always been like features or um... uh, not official like singles? No, this is right. the yeah. like this is legit a solo debut. Yeah, and uh, I I um despite the song, like I was saying, I like the art. I like Solgi the artist. Like, I I just it's it's just so interesting and fascinating and exciting to me. And um, yeah. This, this song alone would sell me on that idea um, for her. Yeah. So I mean, if, you're, I know. if you also think about the other soloists that really have taken off and established themselves like outside of their groups, uh, like 
Taemin is one of the first things that comes to mind. And for like for him, I mean, everyone there is a like incredible dancer and a lot of great vocalists too. But there's something about like his like I don't know. There's something about like you could tell when someone's just like a full package of a mm-hmm. performer, you know. And I think Silky sort of has the same sort of the same element to her as well. I I feel bad because I realized that that question was meant for Steven. And I remember the question (laughs) that I really wanted to say, to ask you, Alan. My bad. No, 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 it's all good. It's all good. I got got answers from both of you guys. Um, This one's just for Alan Mark. Why do you think it took so long for Sylvie to get her own solo? Like, Mm. was she... Was she waiting for the right moment or? Oh, I can't assume any of that. I think it's more so, uh, I think just up to SM, how they want to you know, promote things. I think especially as uh, Red Velvet continues to like promote over the years, uh, individuals in groups tend to want to branch out a bit more in different areas. So you'll get fewer and fewer releases at a time from older groups. Like yeah. right now, like so far we've only had uh, two Red Velvet albums in the past two years. So uh, I think part of that, Yeri and Irene have been acting, Joy's been acting, and then, uh, yeah, we had the other solo releases as well. I think it just comes to a time where uh, their schedules are going to be much more than just with the group. Uh, not necessarily that means the group's going to disband or anything, but it's like, I mean, I'm fine with a one mini album a year as long as it's still around. Uh, but that also allows for more time to do things like solo albums or dramas and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think that's where we are. Because before, uh, like, I guess before the year hiatus because of uh, Wendy's injury, like, they had three releases in 2019. Yeah. They had all wow. three parts of the River Festival there. So oh. it's, uh, you know, and so it's just like where that's, where the timing eventually goes with how they want to release stuff. Well, let's move on then quickly to the uh, music video. So um, let's go in reverse order. Alan Mark, why don't you start? Uh, what did you think about the video? Oh, God, I don't know what I think still. I, I just, <laughs> every time I watch it, I just, I'm just like staring at breathless the whole time. Because, yeah, one, it's so fair. cinematic. And yep. I like that it matched the trailers as well with how cinematic that was. Uh, because the visuals and even like Sulky's like acting was really well done on top of you know the actual like vocal dance performances too so I thought it was just a very like idealized vision that they had Um, and I know it's like everything felt very intended like everything was no yeah the the imagery yeah yeah imagery backdrops props mm-hmm. were very like wardrobe colors yeah it was all yeah. intentional and um yeah i mean uh yeah i know i'll continue on i <laughs> still gathering true true yeah fair fair um steven how about you man what did you yeah uh, did you have did you have feelings as well yeah i, I thought it was a, i i pretty very similar thoughts i one, a couple of things that stood out to me were just like the locations that they chose and what shots they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the, like the, I think the contrast they were trying to, uh, display by, by having those, uh, locations, like that one in, in, with the bed in the, in that field of like 
tall grass. And then she she has a, that white. Uh, she's wearing white there. And then, like, they have that, like, concrete building. Um, it just... They're, they're both... I don't know. One was just so, like, unforgiving. And then we have that very... It, it, it's weird because it's so, like... It's not entirely natural, but it's almost... You're wondering, like, how did you end up there, too? But I don't know. It, it, there was just a lot that I was trying to figure out... Um, as the video was happening, uh, but yeah, everything we you've mentioned, like the the colors, I feel like there's a lot of meaning in what, like the the whole good and evil um, that they were also talking about at the end. So I, I've, yeah, it it was well thought out and put together. Um, yeah, I I. I would be reminded that it's a music video every time yeah. they they would jump to like the choreo segments, um, which were great. I love those. I love the strap outfits um, that oh. they were wearing, and I love just the simplistic oh, choreo yeah. that it, it felt mm. very like like the. I don't know if it was the camera angle or like the lens. It felt very like '90s to me, um, like like that not fisheye, the, but the very wide angle. Like I don't know. It just had like the fact that. Solgi was in your face going back to your point Stephen um with a lot of the pointing and like the the eye uh, or the, just the hand gestures and everything it just felt I don't know there was just this attitude like they they were showing both sides like the the evil side the good side and then like the Solgi side and I was just like just like I thought it was just so artistic and incredible um I love that um I love the scene where she's like wrapped in chains and then like dangling off the uh, the um, the top of the mm-hmm. building, and then the, and then later they show her doing like a, a floating um, uh, floating in the air shot, and I was like, this is so cool, like artistically wise, like it's just such, just, yeah, just just really pretty all around. Um, um, but yeah, I. I don't know. It just, she just looks so cool too. I don't just mm. just like standing alone by herself, like commanding the room. It's just so. Or good. with another Solgi. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that, I was I was gonna yes. bring that up. Like that's that's like, I mean that's the Irene and like the Irene and Solgi effect right there. Like I I think I saw her doing some finger tutting a little bit in the choreo as well. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. Uh, I also like how they brought in like the two sogis right next to each other and now like singing and dancing while I think that was cool because it matched the uh, harmonies that were going on in the chorus too, which was like such a like really great layering and filling up space of the song itself. So I like that they represented that with like the two like duality of as well with like the two sogis, the good and evil. So I yeah I thought just very well done. Um, I have another question for you, Steven. Oh boy. I know you're generally a good guy, but do you have greed and temptation inside of you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I am a human. Uh, is that, wait, was that at the, was that the text at the end? Yeah, that was the Okay, yeah, I try not to get my, allow myself to be consumed by evil. <laughs> Good, good, text also. Good. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, okay. 
uh, <laughs> Thank Alamark. you for the question, though. Oh, yeah, of course. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, Alamark, I, of course, have to end with you. Do you have anything else you would like to say? Or uh, would you like Steven to talk about track number two? Uh, oh, I want to touch upon the choreos a little bit more. Uh, like, I love that it was, in, like, at, we know that she's an incredible dancer, but I love that they, as you mentioned, Chuck, it was a bit more, like, simpler, subdued, but it's still very, like, clean and precise and strong. Like, the one that sticks out to me the most is in the second chorus, where they, after they do the sort of leg balancing thing, uh, they do, like, a couple uh hip rolls into and then she snaps her like left shoulder out mm, and yeah. like it's such a powerful way but it's like it's not a lot of room for her to work with there but it's so powerful and just like that's like the precision of like sulgi as a dancer who like i believe is one of the best like third generation dancers uh like throughout k-pop um and yeah so i'm glad i like that we got to see like those elements there um, and uh, just uh, she looks amazing as well. I guess with the look, the the dance scenes with like the blue room with all like the the po- like the set in the background where she has like the I guess maroon bodysuit and then the the leather like wide leg pants and the red. I guess they added the like the streaks in her hair. Good lord. Good <laughs> lord. <laughs> Let's move on to song number two. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh wait. Uh, okay. There, also, yes. there's just also a reaction video with uh, Red Velvet watching the video. So oh it, my it's god! Fun. I need to watch that. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> Wendy, oh. the whole time her expression—it's <laughs> just—it's oh. great. Oh, best friends, ninety-four liners. Yeah. <laughs> she's, oh, oh, oh and oh, okay. Sorry, I got really excited too because she's also on show interview with Sunmi, uh, that oh, just got yeah. dropped today. And oh, speaking of Sunmi, I also oh, just too. I also just got the photo from the uh, the Sunmi oh, show. Oh man! <gasps> so I wish you could show it to us I will uh, live on camera. I will. I'll, I'll send it in the in our in our. Oh, wow. Uh, just K- yeah. K-K-T. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. Cool. Great, Sulgi, amazing. Track number two, Dead Man Running. Steven, run us through your thoughts on this song. Yeah, um, I, I have some notes that I like. I mean, I mentioned last week how I liked how I felt the songs really just kind of continued from the previous right. one. It was like they carried on that similar energy and I, I felt similar about dead man running from 28 reasons like i felt like they were just continuing the story um and once again like this, this you're you're like you're in danger uh, <laughs> as they say but um or as she says in the song um i think this song has kind of maybe a similar sounding gravelly bass and then pretty like simple rhythms overall which they they don't get too complex instrumentally with either of them um and they have some strings in here too so like you get a lot of similar elements with that kind of dark tone too um but what i think was a real like just what stood out uh was also more like great vocals but i think um 
what we're getting is just intensity at like every dynamic. I, and I think that's what was really important about uh, the, the performance for this song, especially in the chorus. Like in the second half, she delivers these notes in almost a, like it's very like feverish and I, it just works perfectly to deliver the, 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 her message to you, the subject, once again. Um, yeah, this one I was also like hoping for a video. Um, I just picturing like, I don't know, scenes. I, I was just automatically going to the, uh, propensity for vengeance in Korean media. And I think they would, whoever they get would do a perfect job for a video for this song. Um, so yeah, I, I think just having, not leaving this space, uh, that the first song set up was, uh, I think a, a really nice way to keep the album going. Ooh, this song. Uh, yeah, I, I love that it continued with the same energy from 28 Reasons. Uh, this one more specifically, I feel like, sounds like it could be like a Pixie title track, but also like Pixie's like best title track. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just like, there's a lot of like, yeah, the s- sinister, the menace to it, I think is really cool. Like, it's truly, there's like, there's something about her vocal direction and how she sings it. There's like vengeance behind it, which is really, really cool. And I think yeah, just testament of her like vocal performing talent. Um, I think particularly my favorite parts are probably in the verse because she does this thing where it feels like she's dragging the melody as she's singing. And I, oh, that's like my favorite thing that vocalists do. It's so sexy. It's so cool. Uh, and it's, I think it like gives this like feeling of like it's drawing you in in a bit in a way that's like you're fearful because it's dangerous it's either dangerous but you can't help but follow or it's straight up just like there's it sounds like they're swooning and i think i've mentioned that with like jihyo in uh one of the taste of love songs this but this one definitely falls more in the uh it is like this is bad but uh you can't help but go towards it it's like getting hypnotized by like i don't know what do what do like venomous snakes do to lure in their prey like stuff like that hypnotize kind of yeah oh they don't like actually hypnotize like i know in cartoons like what was it like in jungle book they did that but i'm thinking more like in real life they'd like do things that like lure you in until like you can't help but get gobbled up so it's just it's just so good and i think the menace itself is exemplified the best in that bridge with the lines um you can run you can like was mm-hmm. yeah you can you can run you can run but you can't hide i'm like oh oh it's like it's like the same feeling of irene singing uh in my dreams you'll uh fall oh, yeah. oh my god uh, yeah but that that's great oh god okay yeah yeah well well uh, oh uh, there's one go ahead. quick note go ahead. we go always ahead. like to talk about it but uh Sogi did write lyrics for this song the so yeah get those royalties get that money all the lyrics right i, I believe mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. it oh yep <laughs> yeah um okay 
Um, I don't have anything more to add because I feel the exact same way as you guys. Um, I noted the exact same things. If, if anything, I really, really latched on to that nasty bass that was just firing off every single second. I love that. It, that, that grittiness to that sound really added to the whole menacing and sinister vibe. And so I love that. Um, um, and another note, I feel like, um, it might be because of the producers, I'm assuming, but I feel like there was a little, you know, possible Western, um, appeal, I think to the song, like, like with the way, I don't know if it's whenever the English lines fired off or just something about it felt like it didn't feel K-pop to me. It felt like a more international sound, like, like it felt like something that a, a top 40 artist could perform kind of thing. I could hear so, that. I think there's something about the the top line that does yeah. have that other bit element. Like if there's anyone I could possibly like offer this to, I mean, there's also like, I guess my bias yeah. is running in, like running around <laughs> in my brain. Uh, Rina Sawayama. I think she would absolutely like, correct. Tear this song okay. Apart. Thank you. That's I, you know what? That's what I was thinking of. That's who that, I think I was thinking of her. Something like her, you know, but obviously just her right now. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I could totally see this song being performed at a at a at a venue that could fit. I don't know. Oh, I think the Fox Theater where I'm seeing yeah, Rina Sawayama the... in November. <laughs> Ooh, oh wow! Yes. Yeah. Oh, nice. Don't worry. Uh, another no. outbreak won't happen. Nothing, nothing will happen. Ali, okay, uh, just let us get through so I can see Rena finally again, and then see Yaren Bake in December. That's uh, yeah. Just need to get just that. Did you get tickets, oh, Stephen? Oh. oh no, I haven't bought one yet. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I have. There are a couple things I've directly caused Alan Mark to spend money on <laughs> this year. Yeah. <laughs> or I don't know. If, and, maybe and, maybe you know I was what? Fine. Tell I just got a raise <laughs> this past week, so. We're, oh nice! Yeah. Oh congrats! So it's. I'm feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> what a good week! What a good month for you. Yeah, nine percent. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Because, well, it's because I was he- I've been heavily underpaid and I'm still very underpaid. <laughs> very good. Okay. Well, then not the underpaid part, but very good for <laughs> getting getting what's getting your royalties. So. Um. Okay. Um. That's all. That's it for me. Do you Do you have anything else about Dead Man Running? Any uh, anything caught your eyes? Okay, um, um, I will assume as, you're good. Oh, as, go ahead. As many people in fandoms would say, I w- I would not mind being the dead man running if it was Sulgi that was stepping on me. <laughs> then, so, <laughs> okay, uh, let me ask you another question, Alan Mark. <laughs> Where would you like Sulgi to step up? <laughs> mm, haven't thought about that. Okay, think about it. I'll I'll I'll, I'll circle back later. Great. Um, okay, uh, <laughs> but before you think of that, Almark, I need you to talk about track number three, "Bad Boy, Comma Sad Girl," parenthesis, open parentheses, featuring. Um, <laughs> B, uh, I'm trying to do it with apostrophe, B apostrophe O, close parentheses. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, oh no, this is just an, a great shift in, I guess, the album at this point. 
I th it would have been way too much if we c continued with that sinister evil sound so it's nice that we brought it to like this lightness uh but i like that it sort of still felt like it continued the same attitude though because it's uh, it's pretty much a conversation between you know uh, like a sad girl and a you know potentially bad boy as well so but so i like that <laughs> she presented like the just like the attitude of like I'm going to be aware of you because, like, you might suck. So, um, but it's fun. I think I love the addition of B.O. in this one because uh, I love his voice. And I think the way he sings as well gives the right level of attitude for, like, for someone that is potentially a bad boy but also would consider themselves a good guy. So I think oh. that vocal tone and, uh, and delivery was just, like, it's it's a right choice of singer for this one. So those are the ones you got to watch out for. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think I don't know it's just really fun. I don't have a lot of notes on this, but I like that you know we get a lighter song uh, tonally at least because uh, she does really well with that. Like selfish is that similar tone. Um, so yeah, I just yes. You know, for someone with no notes, you're you're like reciting so many great points that i you're just you're just checking all my boxes for me like i don't i don't have anything else to add i love this song it's um i i could see how it's not you know any a certain person's not or sorry i can see how it's not a cup of tea for uh, a certain person but it, it it is for me i will sip that tea it is very delicious and good and refreshing um and it's just it's a comfort it feels like a comfort song to me so um i like it as well okay that's it steven <laughs> yeah i i also really like this song and the, the shift in uh, mood um i i did feel like i was safe and no longer being threatened and i <laughs> i was worried like i had to listen to a bit of the, the song to make sure it doesn't like turn and then uh but yeah it, i was feeling safer listening to the both of them um I, I yeah i think the song just continues to prove that solgi is a, a great duet partner um and i was glad that this song like turned into a duet or it didn't feel like just a feature from another mm -hmm. uh yeah, artist um they they Bio stayed for like the rest of the track um and yeah i i I wasn't really. I didn't really listen to him before, so um, yeah, I can't remember if I heard anything or another feature. Uh, Have you heard the Counting Stars song? I don't think so. Oh, Is that that's a drama? Okay. Uh, yeah, that song. So it's uh, when he was on uh, Show Me the Money. That song got really popular oh, in Korea. And maybe so. I have. Counting stars, okay. na, 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 Louis Vuitton, na, Louis Vuitton. Okay, I don't okay. think I. It's great. It is great. Oh, okay. I, I oh yeah, that lot. song. Whoops. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Oh yeah, because I I was almost uh just thinking I was kind of wondering was like was Weinstein busy because he would have I think I would have loved to. <laughs> Like love, I loved love countdown with Nyan, and you know that was similar. He stayed on yeah, for the rest of the track. I, I don't know. I'm sure SM has his contact, but Bo is fine. <laughs> Bo is fine on this. Yeah. Oh no, he was good. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, but um, other uh, things I liked about the song were it, it had certain certain elements were kind of added this vintagey sound to it, or like the very classic uh, parts, like the the background vocals and some of the harmonies that sounded like music. Uh, or like pop music before rock and roll existed. <laughs> like those like really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, those kind of old timey sounding songs, um, which I like that. Uh, yeah, I like the, this, that flavor they gave to the song. Um, but yeah, we're very, very welcome change of pace from the previous two. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm thinking after Solgi steps in your LMR, this is the song where she like comes and gives you a Band-Aid or an ice pack <laughs> for wherever she steps. Okay. Okay. I don't know, man. She's uh, too busy being sad. So luckily I'm a sad boy, <laughs> so we can both be sad together. <laughs> well, then in, in that case, you'd be the sad boy. She should be the bad girl. I mean, she yeah. is in this sense yeah. because she stepped on me. So that's very, yeah, very yeah, that's true. Yeah, she probably <laughs> is holding a gun. Also, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why did they? Yeah. Uh, Where is that? Was that part of the the promotion for was, this album? Yeah. Yeah. But it, in the trailer, was it like a was it like a music video for a future song or something? Like, or they just I, just I, yeah. There is no. yeah. K-pop is a deception. Has an obsession with guns. It's, so, it's yeah. weird. It's Very weird. weird. What are like? What are the gun regulations? Also, is it like pretty it's strict? banned? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's so weird. Okay. Well, I mean, when you take away something, I feel like it'll make people want it more. So, I don't know. That's just my <laughs> thought. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to rationalize the gun obsession. Oh, they. I, well, I was just in other videos, like I don't know, in Monster, and I think Bad Boy. She also had the gun. So, or no, in Bad Boy, she had the she money. Had the, yeah, because the they don't. Gun. They don't. Yeah, money gun. They don't treat it like. Uh, as a tool for killing people, right? They they treat it as like some sort of like power, like some sort In of. In what context uh, are you? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking like anytime there's a gun on screen, like in a music video, it's either to look cool because you're holding, I don't know, yeah, a stylish looking yeah, object. It does not. Yeah, but it also doesn't validate using a weapon to. Oh yeah, you don't aesthetic. need a, Yeah, you don't need a gun to look cool. That's for sure. But, um, oh, well. Okay. I digress. Um, when we come back, we will have a game brought to you by me, and we will talk about the final three songs of the album. So stick around. We'll see you all on the B-side. Get out, get out, get out of my face. I don't need your love like I need Get out, get out, get out of my face I don't need your love like I All right, welcome back to the B-Side. As you already know from listening to every single episode of How You Can Eat, we like to play a game when we come back from break. And this week's game is brought to you by me. So I'm going to let Alamark and Steven know what they're going to play. So it's going to be a very quick one because I didn't want to take too much time with the game. So because it's the name of the album and the title track is 28 Reasons, you are going to play a game of 28 questions. So, um, so many questions. Oh, well, I mean, you don't, you might not need all of them, but, uh, you might, you might need more. So 
the thing you're trying to guess is which solo female solo artist am I talking about? And the category is they had an album release this year. Mm. Okay. And also they come from an idol group as well. So okay. just like Solgi, these three people also had releases this year. So um, one by one. So similar to like Alan Mark's game where you just like you ask certain questions, but in this case, it's whatever question you want, and I'm gonna do my best to answer it. And if I can't, I'll you get a chance to ask Whoa. another question. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, so um Good luck to you more than us, I think. <laughs> yeah, I am yeah. playing this game this week, so um so yeah, we will start with our first female artist and because oh, how many Alamark, artists will we go through? Just three artists. Oh, okay. I, so um, we will find out who the winner is after three rounds. Hopefully, only after two rounds. So <laughs> let's start with the first one. See how that goes. It'd be amazing so, if we got through twenty-eight total questions through all three rounds. Yeah, <laughs> that would be amazing and awful. <laughs> you guys, okay, okay. If what you guys know who it is, <laughs> yeah. If you guys know <laughs> what is the rising sign? Yeah. If you guys know who it is and don't and don't guess, I will be mad. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Ooh, I've been extra spicy lately because of fantasy football, so maybe I might do that. Oh my god. Okay. Alright, let's just see how this goes. Also, thank you for giving me my first win in fantasy football, Chuck. Oh, you're very welcome. Ooh. Hmm. Alamark was winless until uh, me. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes sense. This is exactly what he said. I just said it another way. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's 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 start with um, <laughs> since you won against me, Stephen, you get to go first uh, with the first question. So, any question you want, okay. I will do my best to answer it. And our goal is just to get. The, oh, get guess the artist, yeah. and we can guess after you give us the answer. Yes. And do we do we do we write these? Oh, we we just okay okay. I think I I'll get be it. writing it down over here. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anything what, you want. Uh, what group are they from? Is she, yeah, where they from? Perfect. That's a great question. Uh, the group they are from is Idol. Ooh. Oh wait, and she. Ooh. Released the uh, oh uh, I'll guess neon. Correct. Wow. <laughs> Correct. Oh, Congratulations, Stephen. You got the other two question. didn't release albums this year. Oh, you got question number one. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Very good. Oh, I love this. I love this. Okay, now Alan Mark, you get oh, to start. <laughs> There's even a better question you can ask. <laughs> uh, Mark, you get to start round two. All right. Um, would you like to use the same question or go? No. Let's make this okay. hard. Uh, yeah. When is their birthday? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Three, two, one. <laughs> Who's playing now? Okay. Their birthday is August 19th. 
1996. 96 liner. I feel like there aren't too many of those. Uh, okay. Hmm. No, no, 95. That's a 95 liner. Uh, um, vamping right now because I think I could figure it out. I'm <laughs> up the 96 liner. Oh my god. Um, okay, it's, it's definitely from. You said it's from a group, so I need to go through groups in my brain. Last year. I guess there's also no time limit to. Your <laughs> <laughs> I guess I forgot to mention that, but um, yeah, there's no time limit. Great. Okay. Think as long as you need. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's a ninety. That's a ninety-four liner. Uh, <clears throat> um, while he's doing that, Steven, do you have any um new places no, to take us to if we go to New York? Uh yes yeah uh everything will just be in my neighborhood (laughs) (laughs) oh man i like i don't really know what's new in manhattan or brooklyn (laughs) but uh i you know i could take it to some places this i just heard about this new place a new hot pot place in flushing it's like coconut hot pot they like it's like this high it's this chinese style of hot pot and they say they add like coconut to it and i've never heard of that but it sounds uh like like coconut milk or coconut (laughs) i I don't know i i really i took a screenshot of the description from eater okay and they just say the staff will determine the right number of coconuts for the broth (laughs) <laughs> oh, then they first simmer the coconut juice. Oh, so okay. it's coconut juice. Cool. Okay. And yeah. So it's like a coconut based broth or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. So I mean, that sounds good. Take I mean, you there. For sure. That'd be yeah. good for, for spicy foods. Also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Flushing will be cool. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, damn. <laughs> Did we give you enough time? Uh, no, I got distracted by the food talk. <laughs> 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 Let me see what else. Handicap, uh... <laughs> handicap. Um, okay. I don't want to take up too much time, so I'm going to just throw out the guess. I thought that she was born another year, but I'm just going to guess. Uh, was it uh, Kwan Eun B? Okay. Yeah, I thought so. She's 95, liner, not 96. Okay. Oh. Okay. Wow. Um, let's see. What month did the release come out? Oh, I, I I feel like I won't get it. May eighteenth, twenty twenty-two. Oh, May? oh, oh! We didn't do a pod look that month. Oh my gosh! I don't know who. I can't think. Of oh, I gave you the date also, but yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> Oh man. Uh let's see. Ninety six. Okay. Wow. I think I gotta get okay. 
what oh man i i think i have to pass i don't know yeah, yeah. that's fine that's fine okay i'm gonna try this without asking a question because oh. it just came to wait, mind. Wait, wait. If you ask the question then... Or if you guess, you can't ask the question afterwards. Yeah, that's fine. That means less clues for Steven if I get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, was it Yaren from G-Friend? Oh. Wow. Oh. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. All right. Now we are tied. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Okay, final yeah. artist. I didn't, know, I didn't realize she was a 96 liner. Okay. Who is the artist? <laughs> Oof. Um, the, okay. uh, the release was Aria. Yeah. From, uh, oh, yes. From, uh, yes. from Yaren. Yeah. And then the the Mion uh, was Mai. So. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Oof. Oh, thank God. Final one. Okay. Steven, go ahead. Oh, ask, ask away. Okay, yeah, you get, you get a chance. Um, is their stage name also their real name? Ooh, I like that question. I like or their that. given name, I guess. Yes, the answer is yes. Okay. Uh huh. I think I'll just answer. Guess the one other person I had in mind. Is it uh, Nyon? It is not nice. Oh, oh no! God. Oh no! Wait, I was, just, I was gonna easy. guess that almost no matter that what. That's gonna be too easy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which group are they in? Not twice. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay. Um, ooh. Okay. Was this person in a survival program? Yes. Okay. Shoot, there was a lot. Oh shoot! There's a lot. Just from this one group, there's a lot. All right, I'm gonna guess Che Yena. That is correct. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> I had three to choose from. I had just three to choose from from Eyes One. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh man. <laughs> oh, that's dope. Oh, yeah. What a pull! What a pull! Well, I think beca- I think because the other two use their last like their surname as oh, well. Jo-Yuri. Yeah, Joe Yuri and Kwon Inbi. So, woo. Um, the um release by Yena. She had two mm-hmm. releases this mm-hmm. year. Actually, her debut was on January seventeenth, twenty twenty-two, and then she released another one on August third. Smart twenty-two. Yeah. Okay, thank you guys for playing 28 questions. <laughs> you guys only needed like three. It should have just been five questions. Yeah. But What is her name? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I uh, like pulled the rug from under you, Steven, in that one. It's all right. I, I don't know who I was going to guess next. Maybe Chaga. <laughs> oh, that would yeah. have been a good guess. Oh, yeah, did she, been... she did have one, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, y'all covered yeah. it. Yeah, it was just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> we love that album. We we did. That we're waiting for part two. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for playing this game. Congratulations, Alan Mark. Sorry on uh, knowing all of your idols, uh, every single idol. Like Encyclopedia. To, Pink. I, uh, I should have known. I should have done <laughs> Wikipedia something Pink. that requires a database in the That's brain. That's all right. All right. ADHD, baby. <laughs> oh, is that a new group? Okay, so... <laughs> what does their acronym stand for? Okay, so 
Uh, we have three more songs to cover for this episode, so let's get to it. Starting with track number four, um, entitled <laughs> Anywhere But Home. Okay. Um, I'm hoping... I do have the same exact note about with the, uh, with you guys, so I'm just gonna fire it off right away. This is like some American boy ass song to me. Did any of you? Did you guys have that in your bingo cards? Did you guys think I, of Estelle's I, I, I did think boy? that too. Yeah, uh, I did not. Oh, okay. Um, so I just want to get that out of the way so that we we can all be sad that we all thought about the same thing um but you know at first blush i heard the song and i was like i love it it's great but then today something happened where i was like maybe i don't love it maybe it sounds the same and then i'm hearing it again right now and i'm like okay no yeah i love this song it's 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 it's, it's in my wheelhouse so i i've been going back and forth um i think it depends on the mood which is completely normal and natural uh, when it comes to listening to music. Um, but at the very beginning, when I f- did the first playthrough, this was a standout song to me. Like I, the first note I wrote was like, "Of course, um, it's a disco funk track. It has a lot of um, dreamy bell synth sounds going on, um, and I love how it builds the groove um, like over time. And it's just, it's a great. Um, I mean, at some point." In the song, you hear like a, a the revving of a car or like the peel out of a car, and I feel like that's they knew exactly what they were going for. Like this is the kind of um, retro disco like funky track that you would want to listen to on a, in a again in a convertible, but maybe like more like the dusk time or something like that. But yeah, it's just it's it's a great. Um, it's it's great. I, I I can't I couldn't think of anything like stand outish about it. It's just it ticks all the boxes for me of like the kind of song that I would love to listen to. So I think the part where I was like getting fatigue was like uh, I don't know if it like necessarily reinvented the wheel, but um um I I thought it's it was a proper version of what Solgi could bring for this type of song and um. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, I'll talk more. I have a note about the format of the song, but I'll I'll bring that up um, when we circle back around. So, um, Stephen, what did you think about Anywhere But Home? Oh, I adore this song. It is it is my favorite on the album, and it was my favorite. I think as soon as I heard it, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like once the songs like kicked in yeah i it it is the song that made me somewhat apprehensive to even try to talk about this album today (laughs) like i but i knew that i i I didn't want to wait till uh till january to say what i wanted to say about the album i I just oh yeah yeah i see i see yeah yeah. i i think it's so good like i it does i didn't think it really needed to either uh maybe bring a lot of new sounds but um to your point chuck but uh the first thing i wanted to comment on was just i think the the quality of the sound like the audio quality like the engineering maybe or the mixing and the mastering i feel like it was really good uh all, all the instruments sound like they coaxed them into doing what they wanted exactly 
and how they wanted to sound on this song. So I think that was just one of the joys of listening to this song. But uh, yeah, they do that little like EQing of the the drum sound, or like in the beginning, they kind of slowly bring them in, and I, I was wondering if they were just there all along, but then uh, eventually they start playing the beat, um, which is I, I like that a lot in a couple sections of the song. Um, yeah, and I, I was like when I was first listening to this, I, I was I couldn't, I was almost unable to handle just how much I was enjoying it, and <laughs> I was. I was like smiling all the way through, and then other listens, I I was like, oh, this song, like I suppose I was I was still like delighted with the song, but there is this very, it's the sense of like malaise from the the singer that you couldn't really escape, um, and I think that's what they were, or the song was trying. They were expressing this desire to like escape from something um and yeah there's a, even a, a line in english uh gloomy weather no direction uh that i think describes a lot of their feelings here um yeah i i would really love an it's live or like a live version of mm-hmm. this with with some real drums on it oh my um, god don't give me that kind of hope steven god i i, I know oh i i was god. doing that a lot for <laughs> this like <laughs> i i was actually building a like a dream lineup tool for who i wanted to play everything on oh, it man. um i i'll just say like i've been watching these do you ever watch drumio videos there's a drummer named or do you know domino santa antonio she's really cool but she does a lot of pot drumming and she would be great on this uh Louie Lee played the bass, and then Lee Jun did oh, those sick keys wow. uh, throughout. That would wow. that would be a dream. I uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, of course, Sunmi could play bass, but um, she she would just have her own concert. Too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, Alan Mark, what did you okay. think? I, that was that's a lot. Yeah, to, no, that was great. That that is a. A wonderful segment, no, yeah. or that's a wonderful piece of commentary. Thank you. Are you, um, can you match it? I don't <laughs> no, know. I, I don't want to talk about, like, yeah, never mind. You both, I mean, you both already, like, done wonders talking about this song. Like, I, I'll just put it out there. Yeah, this one is also my favorite song of the album, easily, from the beginning when I first heard it. It was just incredible. Uh, I think with this song, like, out of all the songs here on the album, this is this is the one that I found the most like alluring, like hmm. every other song has like an element of attraction and like though I wouldn't necessarily call myself like a hard stand for Selgi even though there's a lot of that <laughs> attraction still but it's also a lot of like just oh. a fan of the talent and everything still like this is the like or like how every other song has like a lot of strength like attitude confidence behind it even with how tonally different Bad Boy Sad Girl was, there was still a lot of like that attitude behind it. Um, but I feel like this is the one song on the album that was truly an outlier, not just sonically, because this is the one that, it sounds like you want to get up and dance to it, have fun, but uh, also with like tone and concept too. Like, I think the part that stuck out to me the most, and um, like this song showcases a level of like vulnerability that really isn't in any other track. And I think, that having this kind of song that like peels back the layers of this 
character that Sulgi is portraying on this album, I think that's where uh, like I actually feel the most connection to and like where there is more like attraction there. And, you know, part of it is uh, like with the lyrics, like how uh, like take me anywhere but home. There's a little bit of like desperation there or like wanting to escape because of whatever is sort of troubling her or you know trying to just leave trying to go to an unknown place just escape there's a lot of that sort of vulnerability and then it's even further portrayed with her vocal direction and vocal performance of the song too because every other song has a lot of like strong vocals power behind it uh this one she keeps it very light very drawn back it's a lot of like just it's laid back. There's not a lot of like impressive like belts or even like really crazy runs in there, but it does exactly what it needs to do, uh, especially suiting like the sound of the song itself. So I think that's the big reason why I was attracted to this song right from the beginning because I think I noticed how different it was from like the get. Um, yeah, even though it is like a standard sort of disco funk song that we hear a lot in K-pop. But uh, it brought me directly to the same vibe of Red Velvet's If from uh, uh, the Perfect Velvet album. And like, I think it's, yeah, it's a sound that we are very accustomed to, but it is like maybe like some of the highest quality of that type of song that we get. So uh, yeah, this song is, yeah, I love it so, so much. I, I was thinking that this would be Moon Soo Jin's favorite song on the album because mm. I feel like she has a similar vibe on her yeah. music. Um, the, vo- the vocal layering is so good in this yeah, too. The harmonies so that just happen throughout are, especially in the chorus, are just beautiful. Uh, and then, yeah, especially when it it's, the layers they had, like there's the, the harmonies with the main top line and the ending, and then there's that, uh, synth that just the fluty synth that runs like in the back end from the, mm-hmm. the left side a little bit and it feels like it's like tickling the back of your head oh my god it's I love this song <laughs> um, I don't know what else to add oh the thing that I want to say um, <clears throat> uh, I love the the format of the song it it starts you off with that little like mm-hmm. warpy sample that sort of like comes to a normal or it starts slow, really slow, and then kind of speeds up a little bit. Um, but I loved how, um, I loved how that there was that second pre-chorus that happened at the very beginning, um, where it hits you with the little like soft verse, and then it does the build-up pre-chorus, and then it drops to like a little like, um, like like it just takes a break before it actually hits to that amazing chorus. And I, mm-hmm. I took note it. It takes until one minute until the chorus, I think, truly hits in this song. And I thought that was such a cool, unique thing. Because when it comes back around the second time, they don't do that thing again. And so it's almost like just, I don't know. It I don't know if that was just some unique, they were just like feeling cheeky and wanted to do something different. But I just liked how um, how it, it it's almost just like a... I don't know. It's just like a special treat just for the first part of the song. Just and then, because once once the chorus hits, you're already in that groove and you're just like, you're just having a great time. And so they don't. 
I don't think they need to drop you back down. But it, I, I don't know. It was just, it was just so fascinating to me to like, cause I didn't know when, what part. Like I, I got lost a little bit when I was just like casually listening to it. But when I like sat down and paid attention, um, I just love when the, that happens. They just break. I, I feel like this whole album is like trying to like defy my expectations of what what these songs should or would sound like so i love yeah mm-hmm. this song's good yeah this song's good but yeah okay also oh, i can't escape mentioning yeah. one more like top line thing yes. too yeah 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 that oh, pre- yeah. because you mentioned the pre-chorus a lot there are the section where uh it's just so cool the um that ride part is so cool it is just so cool and yeah i just imagine sulgi on a motorcycle good lord uh just like going (laughs) and instead of revving she's doing it she's pantomiming yeah doing that yeah but i can imagine like a music video where it's like her like by herself on a motorcycle just riding through like out of the city out past like whatever outskirts of the town into like some woods and then i don't know it gets cosmic at some point i don't know i'm just thinking out loud yeah that's <laughs> what this album does so, yeah. yeah uh actually i i i do have one more no i forgot yeah. to mention this earlier i wanted to mention it uh just when talking about like what i thought the the song was about um or with like the first two songs i really felt that the the lyrics were directed at someone in particular or like there was a target for those uh for the singer but then i feel like with anywhere about home you still hear this pointed request but i think just she wants anyone who's around to like listen or like she just it's okay with anyone to, to hear and uh yeah it's less of that very direct uh speaking to someone um but yeah that was all steven i know you just gave um oh, a great yeah. one last note but you're gonna do one first note for track number five los angeles yeah. and um let's go what did you think Again, I, uh, I, yeah I, this i i feel like this is a song that it would have been it would have been great to have us listen to together at the same time <laughs> but like Oh, I just want to get your overall thoughts. What did you think about um, LA? I, I feel I'm I'm just gonna start the same way I started the what song number <laughs> two. I like this. I think is where she ended up in after being asking to be taken anywhere um, from but home. Like I feel like it's continuing a journey from the last song, and it also feels like this this need to escape something um yeah i i think i i like the song for for that a lot and i i think it also sets up this atmosphere um similar just as well as they did for 28 reasons and i think there's like this it feels like you're just drifting along in this this constant haze and um some of the instruments uh, help to to reinforce that there's like there's a lot of white noise uh used in the beginning even dur- during that instrumental that clubby like post-chorus section um there's like a longer crash symbol i think that's uh played at some points 
um, the base is just held for a longer time. So I think like these longer things just kind of cloud the the whole song. Um, not unlike that silhouette by Monica, that one song we oh, had in yes. the potluck. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's well, I'll just really work to to build uh, a mood for this song. Um, and then we get that that just uninhibited like club section um it, it was almost disorienting um but i i think i like how that played with my idea of it's just this being in a haze uh in in la uh and sulky just sounded like she was like floating above it all and i, I like that a lot yeah i i love well a lot of things about this song but um uh... Yeah, I love just like that this tone. It's a little spooky and like which is perfect for October. But I also like that it's like it's a California or Los Angeles like theme song, but it's not like typical like summer happy vibe that we usually get California from West Side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is great, but I yeah, like that we're yeah. getting a different angle to a place like Los Angeles. Uh like visually I like keep looking back at uh Yeji scenes from uh, Itzy's wannabe music video. I, f- I imagine like Sulgi in the middle of that kind of space, um, sort of like just vibing, you know, in uh, like you know that that side of LA and stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, I love the like etherealness to it, um, and like her like vocal performance on it was like perfectly suited it too, um, but. Yeah, at first I was thrown off by that that post-chorus like, um, like, club uh, type of beat, but um, like as I as it happened more and I kept listening, I'm like, oh, now all I want to see is uh, a dance performance to this song because I feel like mm-hmm. uh, the like you could do great like Vogue like choreography to it. Bring in Oday, get o- that dance group Oday there to uh, behind her to uh, choreograph and dance to this with her. I think that'd be incredible. So um, yeah, no, I love this song so much. For me, I <clears throat> I think that, I, I think, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I wish I could have you guys see what it was like for me to listen to the song for the first time because that was kind of like um i felt like what you're saying steven this is you know bringing us back to the overall concept of the album we had the two b-sides to kind of like give a like a lighter side but then now we're we need to set you back up um for what would be the last song um but i think the way they did it was per like it caught it I, I the first note i wrote was like i died with this <laughs> song because that drop um well, albeit it's not like the most innovative like um i don't know c- club edm like beat but the way it was executed just made made me smile uh because I was like, whoa, what is this? Yeah. This is so random. Like, what? There's no, like, this is the chorus, I guess, right? So, or maybe not. No, no, no. Is it? I forget. I think it is. It's like an instrumental chorus. I don't know. Any case, it just sounds so different from the rest of the song. Um, and it's almost just like you've just opened the door to, like, this random energy that just, like, 
like overtakes you and then you just close it real quick because you're like what the what was that like i wait let me go back to that in a bit like i need to take a break um i i wrote down i transported me to a hot sweaty club and i kind of think that plays into the whole again um not what i normally think of with sulgi but maybe i should more like i i i i wouldn't mind if i mean obviously as a as a um a fan of sulgi i i i'm gonna say that i want this but um i think artistically i don't know if i've seen like i've seen like you know the velvet side of sulgi but i think there's definitely more room for this sort of sultry uh tem temptress type of sound that she's kind of happen uh, like trying to do with the first part or like the parts in between and um i don't know i just think that's just so much more audibly interesting to listen to and so like i i like was drawn in and i because i was so drawn in like a cobra hypnotizing me um i the effect of the drop was just so much more and i i think over time i'm not gonna really you know care about that drop it's gonna sound a little bit more um i don't know I think it's its appeal is gonna uh, lessen as I go on, but all the other parts in between are fantastic. Um, let's you, you guys want to finish off track number six? Uh, I guess so. I guess we have <laughs> to finish this off. I know. Yeah. I feel I feel like we could definitely do an episode per song, or you know, <laughs> you know, not talking about the song completely, but you know. I'm just gonna start my own Sulgi podcast after this. <laughs> so, you know, what would you call it? Sul Sulcat? No. Kangcast, uh, um, or Comcast. Okay, no, that sounds like Comcast. Okay, Alan Mark, can you please uh, finish us off with track number six um, entitled "Crown"? Yeah, I, I like that we they brought it back to I guess the beginning of the album, that same feeling, uh, you know, the sinisterness that like y'all brought up earlier, the little menacing nature to it, um, you know, and I think. I haven't actually dug into the lyrics that much, but um, with the title Crown, I sort of imagine, uh, like, visually, I was imagining her in the Feel My Rhythm music video again, where she's, like, all in black having... I think she was wearing that crown that Taman was wearing in the um, the promo photos for either Criminal or Idea. Um, oh. And... Uh, or it might have been advice. One of those like albums that he had, like, uh, so it just felt like this song felt like royalty, but like in a kind of evil way. But like that's cool, you know. Uh, so it's like I don't know. It it just further personifying this uh, image uh, that they're portraying for her, uh, either like purposely with like the music videos or. It's just a style they thought would suit her really well because it absolutely does. Um, but yeah, this song's just a great way to end the album. It brings back the power and strength of the first two tracks, the darkness of it, uh, while also still being sonically interesting and having a great like top line, especially in that pre-chorus, like with the the repetition of the my yeah yeah I. 
uh, pairing that with like the sort of drumline snares. So uh, it's just like, I think it's just a good way to close it out. I don't have a lot of no like not a lot of things stick out to me overall, but I always remember it in the sense of like what a good closer that was. So yeah. Good notes. Crap. I should have wrote more notes. That's what I should have done. I didn't write any of those notes. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Uh, well, uh, the only thing I'm going to add is um, I thought this was a great closer. I I, I loved I loved um, how we came back around. Obviously, we we're all saying that. Um, but in to that point, I like how I like how this sounds like a more confident tone it, it doesn't sound like 28 reasons in the whole like duality of good versus evil you know like um uh, i don't know who was saying it but like was somebody saying 28 reasons was like in your face or like more i forget who was saying that i thought that was you um, that said that <laughs> did i say that oh god oh my god i, I kind of expressed that i think yeah, in yeah. a way um but i i i thought this one I, well, okay, so I thought this one was less in your face and just more, um, just like I said, more. It, it just exudes more of like a confidence character, like somebody who maybe went through some sort of journey and then is now at the point where it's like, oh, fully realize as who they are kind of thing. Like the um, just the, the general badassery about this, I don't know, this Solgi character that's being created. Um, and I, I just, I mean, that probably goes hand in hand with the, title crown um but yeah this 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 i just thought this was um just a great way to sum all the feelings we were having um into like one great outro uh and so yeah this one this one is very good as well really not much else for me to add <laughs> um i think just maybe one specific part of the song is just at the end, uh, coming back from the the bridge, I think that that last chorus it is very similar to the previous ones, but it just feels so much like heavier than the others. So I think they I don't know what they did to escalate it to give it that feeling, but uh, I I like that it ended on that uh, like big swell and then. Uh, it kind of tapered off, but yeah, I, I, I liked my favorite thing was the return to the earlier sounds, um, and it really felt like a close to this album and this story, uh, or this chapter of this, a story. Um, so yeah, I think it is the right place in the album for this one. Um, a great finish. Uh, I was. I didn't also didn't really look into the lyrics too much, but I also assumed something about royalty. Um, but I feel that I am starting to grow tired of this, I don't know, preoccupation with royalty that I feel mm. like has popped up in the last few years. Um, yeah. With, I don't know, all the like crowns and then kingdom and queendom. It, yeah, it, it's, it's fine. It's, I mean, it's not uncommon, but. Yeah, it's it's a lot now. Yeah, I mean, the queen's dead, so monarchy's dead. <laughs> we know this already. Well, lo- king, go stand kingdom. <laughs> Long live the king. 
<laughs> God save the Sulky. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, well, one last note from from me is I think I mentioned him earlier, but I feel like this song is the most like Taman like song out of everything here, yeah. especially mm. with that chorus, especially in that last chorus, because uh, the call and response, I think, is like mm. has that same effect. I, I, I said this word for a different reason, but it's so alluring because it feels like it's really drawing you in because it's just like you can't help but get drawn in like get entranced by what they're doing uh both in the song and how they're performing so awesome guys you know what time it is it's time for our last call so we get a little time to kind of give us our thoughts about the album and anything else we want to say about Solgi. so alamark since you are the most mega fan um, out of the three of us, you're gonna go well, here's second. Here's the thing, Stephen. Like, Sulky's your red velvet bias, though, right? I have something to announce. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! I, it, it's a it's a weird place episode to say uh, this, but I think my I've actually shifted <gasps> to Wendy. Oh, I should have never Whoa. brought it up, but also I'm glad that you're sharing this with it. It's a safe space, so you can. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. When, at uh, what point did you uh, I, I did think... you transition? <laughs> just like uh, I've just been. I think I've been seeing more clips of Wendy's radio show. Oh yeah, she's so, <laughs> so charming on that. She's show, so dude. funny, and I, I yeah, I I've all, she was always like a bias wrecker, and then which I guess she's successfully <laughs> done, um, but. I uh, no, I still actually it's almost like they're co biases, mm, but I think nice. I'm right now maybe more uh, Wendy, but I still fair. love Sulky. No, that's right. No, yeah, that's right. Okay. I love it. Wow, I, I what a revelation. Okay, I, I I'm know. sorry re- to interrupt, re- what, but what a revelation. Re- revelation. <laughs> okay, so well, well, because you're shift, you're kind of paradigm shifting over to Wendy. <laughs> um, Stephen, why don't you go first? Sure. So even with that said, I think this is a a stunning debut. It it's just a great, uh, great collection of songs. For I think they work really well for a soloist or one person. Um, and but they particularly suit Solgi well. Part of that I, I think plays to what we have seen, like, um from Solgi in, in all of the Red Velvet, uh, from, I guess, her activities there. I, I think if, like, she was in... If she was a member of Twice or Promise Nine, I would be taken aback a lot more by the concept um, than from having seen, you know, that that side of Red Velvet, like in, in Peekaboo, where they have weapons. And there, there is that uh, sense of uh, menace, as we've talked about. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is just a really, really good, uh, like first solo album. Um, it, it, it will be interesting because they've, they've set this really like bold and really powerful image, uh, that like, I, I, I am very curious about the, the future releases, um, and I think I'll just allow myself to be surprised. Uh, and it, it was nice to see 
Selgi writing uh, lyrics on this album. Um, I think with Red Velvet, the member involvement has like it's it's never n- like taken. It's never detracted from from them. So I, I, a lot of good decisions have been made around the group. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm just very excited. I I don't want to get too ahead of like my expectations for performances. Uh, I think this album should be performed in order <laughs> and like I think it should be experienced in the way that you've listened to it. Um, and there was another drummer from the Drumio channel who was talking about if you had a uh, hundred drummers play the same like rhythm. Everyone would bring something unique, but he also wanted to, like, he also, when he plays live, um, for, for this band, he, he wants to play it similar to the way, uh, it is played on the recording. So I, I, that's kind of why I think I would love to see this in, in order. But I, I don't know when that would happen. I don't know how a solo, like a Sulgi mini concert would happen. Uh, yeah, but, all of that would be fun. Uh, yeah, all that to say, this is a great album. Alan Mark, you get the second spot. It's about damn time she got this solo album, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, I did not really give myself any expectations going to this album because, one, I knew that she could pull off any different type of concept and be successful with it and two uh like you know just me catastrophizing i didn't want to set myself up to be disappointed in anything if it wasn't what i expected so just you know i just patiently waited until it came out and the moment that like i just was experiencing it from the music video to the full album or mini album it was just it felt like everything that I wanted and needed from a Sulgi uh, debut, uh, solo debut. Um, yeah, and then bringing it up again, like, feeling like, especially with 28 Reasons, feeling like the right mixture of Taemin and Taeyeon, I think that is honestly the sort of the best way they could highlight Sulgi as a solo artist. and. I think that's a testament to her talent, both with, well, with everything, vocals, dancing, stage presence, acting in the music video as well, just all of it. Uh, like, it, I feel like it really, like, sets Solgi apart as, like, I think we finally get to see her showcase her full talent on a stage by herself that I think she very much deserved because she is such an individual like i guess she's such a talent and you uniquely in how talented she is uh like she has that dance and like uh dance talent and charisma that taemin has as well as like impressive vocal talent that taeon has so i think sm saw that and was like like we need to hit this out of the park and i think they did um, because they see that they have something really special with Sulgi and k-pop has something really special with Sulgi. i would not be surprised if she ends up being the next uh sort of 
you know, soloist from a really popular group to really excel and establish a name for herself as a soloist, the same way that Taemin and Taeyeon have, and end up like influencing the next generation of idols, like how like Taemin has people like Hoshi and uh, other great dancers that um, are sort of feel like his disciples. Um, Taeyeon with anyone that like is an incredible singer as well. Like, I think Solgi will be sort of that next soloist that it's like everyone will look to her as their main inspiration. So, yeah, um, very proud of her, very happy for her, and um, we'll continue rooting for her because she is my absolute favorite. <laughs> Beautifully said. Um, I'm not going to sully uh, what you just mentioned because it was so beautiful um just as gr just as great as steven if not the same so i'll try to match that same exact level with my very short quick last call and i will say that this this album continues the beautiful like i guess trajectory that i i feel like a lot of these third gen um, groups and solo artists are um, sort of finding themselves in where they get to create more, they get to step away from whatever music they were making in their 20s um, and start making more of these like, um, I won't, I wouldn't say more adult themes, but definitely, you know, darker, more mature. And um, I think this is like the perfect alley for solgi um i mean i i think we've we've all mentioned it already but it's just the fact that it feels like solgi can do everything and if she can do everything give her more things to do right, is what i'm trying to say and so like i i i don't want this to be like some one-off like once a year or you know like once every couple of year kind of thing like It'd be wonderful to kind of um, allow more members of Red Velvet to has has it only been Wendy and Joy has Irene or no, yeah it's just the, yeah Sogi's the third one so far to okay. have solo gotcha uh, yeah so nice. I mean all five members of Red Velvet are incredible enough to be their own artists um, and like I was trying to get at at the beginning I think though Sogi has the greatest shot of becoming like the, the superstar standout star um, and for all the things we mentioned. And so um, I'm hoping that SM just finds a way to just keep having her produce more content. Um, I don't like, cause let's see, Taeyeon has been doing the solo thing and then she's got to establish herself. So like, I, I don't want it to have to be like, Oh, Red Velvet needs to take a break in order for that to happen. Um, but I think I think this just proves that there is so much more life to these idols um, and so much more opportunity, um, and that it just just paints the picture of like, oh, they're far from done, they're far from over. Like there's still so much more potential that um, not only Red Velvet but Solgi can achieve. So um, yeah great album like i told the guys when we were deciding what to cover this week 
I already love this album and yeah, there's nothing more I need to say. All right. Thank you all so much for choosing to dine with us. It has been our absolute pleasure being your leaders this week. Uh, you can catch more episodes of How You Can Eat um, on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Um, you can even follow us on all the socials at How You Can Eat. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, you can email us How You Can Eat at gmail.com. Steven would love to read your emails. Okay, well, that about wraps it up for us. For Alan, Mark, Stephen, and I, it has been our absolute pleasure being your leaders this week. So long, stay safe, and we'll see you next feast. See ya. Good and evil people are not clearly distinguished. Good and evil coexist within one person. Even if one seems good, greed and temptation always exist together inside we simply try to resist from being captivated by kang selgi <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the wonderful <laughs> thank you for the wonderful birthday present all right bye <laughs>